Guys, welcome to the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast. We're your hosts, Kevin and Aisha Shelton, and we have another couple back, and it's so exciting, uh, the Wells. So they are uh, local realtors and owners of brokerage, but I think that you guys should take it off and tell us more about what it is that you do. So, yes, my name is Derek Wells, and this is my I'm beautiful a, wife. Amanda Wells. And first of all, thank you guys for having us. Thank you for coming on the podcast. We're excited to talk to you guys. Of course, we know you guys. So uh, we're excited to have, you know, not only folks who know real estate, but folks who are in our local market and doing the thing. So, you know, we're excited to hear about all the things that you guys have on the brokerage side, as well as the investment side, and then even get into some of your individual projects and things like that that you guys have been able to do. So I'll just give you a quick um, rundown of my background. So I started off in accounting. I did that. uh, That's what my uh, degree is in. And I just had a passion. I always had a passion to go into real estate. So um, once we, uh, I worked in accounting for about six years. And then I had that entrepreneur tug. Mm -hmm. And so I went and, and went and got my real estate license. And my wife, she was just pushing me. She was like, go ahead, go do it. So um, started off as a real estate agent, me and my brother, we had um, um, the Wells brothers. And we started off as as that. And then um, eventually, um, probably about a year into that, we uh, sold our first home. And then we made had a little extra money. So I was like, I think I want to get into real estate investing. So then we dived into that and... um, it's just been an uphill journey since then. We've uh, so we started we, the Wells I was team. Say, we started the Wells team. Um, that started when I came into real estate um, a few years after him. A few years after we started the Wells team, um, we had gone through a couple of brokerages, couldn't really find our fit. Um, and so then we partnered together uh, with his brother, Charles Wells, and our business partner, Candace Blue. And we created Next Home Lead Advisors real estate brokerage, um, service in Fort Bend, Missouri City area. Um, and then we've kind of taken some other, I guess, avenues in real estate uh, with investing, Airbnb. Um, and then recently we just started our Wealth of Wealth podcast. So we've, yeah, we, yeah, been, busy. we've, we've been in this okay. Busy, busy, busy. So Amanda, tell us what was your journey before real estate? Okay, so I started off in education. Um, I taught kindergarten and first grade. Oh, man, you got the patience to joke. (laughs) Look, when I'm like, it was it started off um, pretty good. I was like, okay, you know, I I think I like this education thing. Um, But we started building our own family and having Mm -hmm. kids. And I just got to a point where I was like, I can't show up to work and be great for these kids and then come home and be great for mine too. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wasn't able to truly show up for my kids either just because of the work schedule. Um, So I was like, he was already part-time in real estate at that time. And I was just like, I want to do something different. I didn't care what it was. I was like, I will go sell. You were just ready to stop doing that. Yeah, get me out this classroom. Um, and so he was like, come on, babe, come try real estate. See if you like it. And here we are. At the time, I was, I was uh, working full time as a county. Yeah. And trying to manage real estate clients. Mm-hmm. And she was getting burnt out in the education world. So I'm like... Hey, come over. You can this summer get your license. You can see if you like it. Try it out. 
if you like it, come do real estate with me. If not, you can figure out what other career you want to go into. Yeah. So he kind of he kind of drags me into it with yeah. them. Um, but it it definitely worked out. Yeah, so, and y'all are killing it. Thank you. So when he was doing real estate and you were stuck in the classroom and he's still working full time too, but were you just seeing the vision and like, all right, I got to, there's an opportunity here that I'm not exploring and, and I need to get out of this classroom and get out into this open world. Honestly, there was a part of it that I was envious about. So I'm like, man, like this life seems kind of sweet. I'm stuck. You know, <laughs> behind these four walls and um i think it was like every friday you would have all mm-hmm. at your job yeah. um and so i would just see him going to different events and doing different things and i'm like this is a little bit more my speed so um it took him some convincing because i wasn't necessarily sold on real estate initially um because i knew it was going to take me out of my box i was just used to being behind those four walls uh, with the, in the room with with kids and teaching kids and so going into educating adults and that was just a whole different ball game. Um, but yeah, he he showed me the the beautiful side of it. And I was like, I really uh, yeah, yeah, that helped. So, no, Derek, I can relate. What about you? Really, when, I was saying, Derek, what about you? When did you make that transition to full time from the accounting side? So we um, we we. Sold our first home, and then um, we made a good amount of money because I, I wanted to build up a good nest egg. Right? So we sold our first home, and then I, I think that's when you went full time because mm-hmm. it was easier to, for us to replace our income than it was for mine. Mm-hmm. And then once we did that, then I started flipping homes. And after I sold my first flip, then I had a, a big enough cushion, and I was uh, willing to to take. Take that leap. Yeah. yeah. It's a scary leap for sure. It is. It is. It is a scary leap. Um, that's very interesting though, because we do hear couples, a few themes come up with couples, right? So one person takes the leap. Uh, we like to call that uh an igniter. Um, they take the leap into the world of real estate, but then the other person is like, wait a minute, did you look like you having too much fun you had networking events they feed me all you meet people um and so they want to be a part of it you know and then the flipping journey too I want to hear more about that is that something that you guys still do or you know what was the what was the journey of flipping and where is that where is that today so we've um it's it's been a journey it has (laughs) definitely you know (laughs) So we, um, so I had my first flip that went um, pretty successful, just the learning curves, of course, but we made a good profit. So that's, that's always the goal. Um, After that, that's when we had, um, we had some hiccups after that. We uh, purchased three properties from this wholesaler and he was doing, he, uh, he was doing title fraud. Oh man. Yeah. We've seen that too. Yeah. Yeah, Same person. Huh? It may have been. Um, it was a big ordeal. He got arrested, FBI case. Like he's in jail currently today. Um, so we got yeah. wrapped up in that. Um, so we took some L's on our on our next back batch of pro- um, projects. But after that, it's been pretty smooth selling. We've probably done about, I would say, maybe ten flips. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So it's been a good journey. Um, 
Some we've done together. Some I've done with my brother. Some I've done with um, a good friend of mine and business partner, Avery Taylor. So, And even our, our first two homes that we purchased, technically, we pretty much flipped them. Yeah. So we went in. Um, the first one was a foreclosure. Went in and kind of fixed it up a bit. Uh, made our money off of that. Yeah. Second home, same thing. It needed to be work. It needed work. So we got it at a really good price. Same thing. Just yeah. recently sold that. So yeah. um, it's. Because yeah, yeah. our first home we bought in 2010, so the housing market crashed in 08. So we were able to get a foreclosure, get a really good deal on it. So um, and I think that kind of gave you the flipping yeah, bug. Yeah, yeah, like, they gave me the flipping bug. That's that HD TV. <laughs> yep, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, but it, the the real flipping is nothing like HD TV. Not at all. <laughs> at all. Somebody, somebody tell them. Especially not in Houston. I don't know where they find these houses that just need carpet and paint, but I haven't seen one in H-Town yet. Not one. Not one. It's definitely been, um, it has been a learning curve, um, but we've we've gotten a really good system now. So when we do come across a good property, then we're just, it's pretty systematic at this point. So I want to get into the Airbnbs as well, but one of the questions that kind of struck me is you guys have a unique structure because you started a brokerage with additional partners. So how does that day-to-day work and what are your roles in the brokerage and the business currently and how's the management structured? Okay. So I do most of, mostly finance and accounting. I, Naturally. Yeah. Um, and and I uh, work on operations as well. Amanda, um, so I focus more on uh, training and development of our agents. Um, I'll also put on some of the training, or I'm sorry, some of the events. So marketing events, training development. Um, that's more so my lane. Yeah, and I would say Candace, our business partner, she kind of tags team. Yeah, me. so we'll work hand in hand with some of our events. Um, we'll alternate with planning out some of our trainings. Um, and then Charles will do operations. operations. So yeah, it's just kind of like having a, a tag team, someone to bounce. Yeah. Um, Pass off yeah. Really no, I love it. How many agents do y'all have in the brokerage now? I think we're about 24. Yeah, 24, we'll say around yeah. 20. Oh man, y'all managing a lot of people. That's like a classroom right there. That's a 30 to one. There you go. <laughs> For sure. And so, yeah, in with teaching, um, it, it helps to have that background with working with agents and showing each agent has different learning styles. And so I've been able to really tap into that to see like some people have to be hands on. Some people need to actually like walk through a house and be shown how to show a house or how to go on a showing, whereas some people will learn better from a classroom setting. So um, I definitely think that I needed that that teaching background to be mm. successful in what I'm doing today. Absolutely. I like that. I like the pivoting of those skills. And actually, you both did it really well. So, you know, Derek, you took essentially what you were doing at your job, but just applied that to the business. And then, Amanda, you took exactly what you were doing and applied that in the business. And they're both vital roles that you need in managing a brokerage, right? So it's funny. It just happened to work out that way. Yeah, it worked yeah. out. It definitely worked out. So how do you guys look at um, essentially as you're training these agents and building them up, 
what are the long-term vision for the brokerage and, and what's kind of that end game? I know you guys are investing and we'll jump into what you guys are doing in the investing space, but building that business, what's the outlook on that and what's the future look like for that? Let me rephrase that. What are the short-term goals for the whales for you guys, for the two of you? And then what are the long-term goals for y'all as it relates to real estate? Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, I would say so. Oh, I'll take it. I'll take a portion of it anyway. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely more of a um I would say I'm short term, he's long term. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm like, this is what, yeah. So um short term goals. Um right now we're really just working on um developing the agents that we currently have. Um we are somewhat in a transitional period with the brokerage. So we're um Seeing where, and I'm, I think a lot of brokers are seeing this, where some agents are starting to funnel out the ones that can't really handle this market um, because it is a little bit of a tougher market to work and you have to be actively working your business. So from a short-term perspective, I would say it's we're more so just refining the agents that we have, mm-hmm. um, really pouring into them, really getting back to those core essential things that when we came into real estate, we were learning um, because the market was similar. Like, yeah. it, you know, to get a sale, you had to really be out there and network. You had to grind for it. Yeah, yeah. you had to grind. It wasn't just, it wasn't handed to you. So um, right now, I would say with that, we haven't been heavy heavy on recruiting. We really just want to make sure that everyone has a solid foundation. Um, and that's been more so our short-term goal with um, with the brokerage. Um, and I would say, I think that's perfect, um, perfectly said. From a short, short-term perspective, we've been working internally to um, hone in on our systems, make sure that we are ready for expansion. So once the market starts to pick up, what I typically teach my agents and for us as a brokerage as well, that this is the time where you build your business. While things are slower, this is the time that you make sure that you have all your um, CRM set up, make sure you have all your um, clients in there and that you communicate to them. Because once the market turns around, you have all these buyers that's been sitting on the sideline. Yeah. They're going to come back into the market once the interest rates drop. Yeah. So you want to be able and position to capitalize on that. So we've, um, from a broker standpoint and from an agent development standpoint, have really been teaching and honing into that on that um, for our agents. And for the long-term perspective, we're, as soon as, um, I feel like we're in a good position, we'll probably start ramping up on the recruitment side and just trying to grow our numbers more. Exciting. As a as a couple, uh, why do you do what you do in real estate, and what what do you want? What's next for you guys? That's a good question. So, um, so one of our things um, uh, about real estate is it's a great tool and a way to build wealth and generational wealth. So we've been um, so we have active income revenue streams, which are you know flipping real estate sales, the brokerage. But our next goal is to build passive revenue um, stream. And that's going to be um, through development and then renting out some of those homes as well as flipping them. And then um, just continuously acquiring rental properties, acquiring Airbnbs, mm-hmm. 
Um, that's our next play, just starting to really focus on building our long-term wealth. Yeah, building up that portfolio. Because we, we really want to, um, at the end of the day, when we get through this journey and we're older and we're ready to retire, we want to be able to leave something for our kids. We want to be able to pass down generational wealth to our children. And thus far, we've done a really good job, I feel like, in teaching them why real estate is important. Mm -hmm. And when we flip a home, teaching them like, okay, this is what we were able to make from this deal because we bought the home like this. And just really showing them the importance of um, how real estate plays a part in our wealth building journey, like yeah. Derek said. And um, they're, they're getting it. Mm -hmm. And that to, to me, that's my ultimate goal is to be able to really just shape not only our kids, but just the future and our community and how important it is to own real estate. And I think True. it's important to allow your kids to peek behind the veil and see, okay, what are we actually making on these properties? Like I, I teach uh, um, Dion, he's my oldest, he's in sixth grade. So he's old enough to understand, okay, here's what an average person makes. Here's what you can make in real estate. Here's the process. Like just starting to show that information to kids at a young age develops their minds and is where it doesn't feel unattainable. It doesn't feel scary. It, it feels almost normal. Like, hey, I saw my dad do this or I saw so-and-so do this. Yeah. And they know that they can do the same thing. Yeah. It, Here's it a question and it's a complete sideline question. But Amanda, as a teacher, do you ever look at some of the, the numbers from flipping and stuff and go, what was I doing? <laughs> like, what did, what did I spend my so, time on? Listen, from... <laughs> I will say this. I I had the best confirmation um, when I first start when I left teaching. I think it was like maybe two months later I got my first deal. And when the commission came in, I was like, "Yo, this <laughs> this would have been like half a semester of me teaching. I'm I'm set. Like it was just a total mind shift for me to just see how how different life can look." when you're when you really invest in yourself and invest in real estate and and um step out of a nine to five and truly just get out here and grind like it that was the biggest motivating factor that has kept me in real estate to this day is just seeing that um with a little determination you can you can go a long way yeah yeah what would you say to the couple, each of you, what would y'all say to the couple who was where you guys were? Y'all both have nine to five jobs and they look at, you know, the Wells, the Shelton's, the Johnson's, all these people that are in real estate and, you know, the things that we've done. What would you say to them, to them if they were thinking about taking that next step? I would say, um, number one, build a cohesive plan together. Understand what each person's strengths are, what mm -hmm. each person's weaknesses are, um, what you may have to leverage. And um, it's important to, to build a game plan together. Understand each other's finances, because some married couple don't put them put it all together. Um, so you just have to understand how to work together. And um, being in balancing married life and professional business life. Yep. Uh, that comes with its own challenges. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly does. So, um, but I would say, number one, focus on getting a um, plan that you both agree on. 
Um, and then just execute. Like you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna get scared, you're gonna be fearful, you're not gonna wanna jump. But just if you create a, a plan that both people are comfortable with and you start executing the plan and you see it come to fruition and you meet those milestones, don't be scared to jump. Yeah. That would be my advice. That's good advice. And, and same, I would say um, it's, it's definitely a faith walk. Every day is a faith walk. As an entrepreneur, like you just you don't know what the market is going to do. You just don't know. Um, and so. You have to truly believe that what you're doing is what you're called to do um, and that you have a passion for it. Because if you have a passion for it, then you'll work hard for it. Um, and you have to make sure that you're setting yourself up to, to win. So, you know, we've had agents that have thought about going full time and we're looking at their production and we're like, hey, you're not ready yet. Mm -hmm. And I think those are important conversations for couples to have. What is our what is our nest egg? What does that look like? When can we um, make the jump and be comfortable knowing that we might have to go a few months? Yeah, go a few months of not doing what everybody else is doing to make sure that we're achieving our goals. So um, it's a sacrifice, but it's the best cycle best sacrifice if you're doing it the correct way. Yeah, no, that's good. It That reminds me of the through thick and thin, right? Because I know for us, when we made that leap, you know, while there, there's been some thin and there's been some thick too, right? And we had to stick together through both of those times um, and actually manage our household and our business and our relationship through those times too. And I think it's very easy to see how, to see the positive side of it, like, oh man, I'm gonna get out here, I'm gonna do this, this is gonna happen and this is gonna happen. And then you jump out there and you know, you have a few cliffs that you have to fall off of before you make it to those peaks. And I just like being real with people, like just prepare yourself for the cliffs because you can't predict them. They just come. For us, what's made it better for us is that we've had each other, right? And so reminding each other, like, I got your back, or you know, we we got this, we're gonna do this, and what goes up gotta come, what goes down must come up. Like all of those mantras that we tell each other and support each other through because it's not easy. And with that said, tell us about some challenges that you guys have experienced being married and in real estate. I'll start on that one. <laughs> I mean, we they exist, and I feel like people need to know. (laughs) They need to know, they do. Um, So I know for me, one of the biggest challenges that I faced was learning that we have two totally different work styles. Mm -hmm. Um, we are completely different people at work, from work, like we just are. Um, And so when I stepped out into real estate and we would be working from home, um, I'm more of the like, hey, like I'm popping into the office. I'm popping into him where he's at the computer. And I'm like, what you doing? What's going on? Like it's more social. Right. I'm a I'm a social butterfly. So I'm constantly looking for conversation and a little lightness and fun. And Derek's like, I'm getting back to work (laughs) office space grinding. And people pop in every blue moon, but yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. and I come from a community, right? So I come from a little classroom where I'm constantly dealing yeah. with 
other people are, you know, light and fluffy. And so Derek's just like, girl, go get some work. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Look, he's looking up from the computer like, what do you need? <laughs> yeah. No, but that makes sense when I stereotypically think about an accountant and a teacher, yeah. uh, specifically yeah. a, a early childhood teacher, right? That makes complete sense that that'll be. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like if, if you were in the classroom and you went to the main office and asked the, the person in like the accounting oh, office for yeah. a date, like to y'all wouldn't have even met if y'all yeah. met at work. Literally, like, <laughs> so I've, I've had to learn how to balance that out, right? So I'll make sure that, um, I'm attending those realtor events. I'll make sure that I'm out networking and doing certain things to kind of fill that bucket because a lot of times we are working either from the office or at home. Um, and so that interaction, those coworkers and all that, you miss that part. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very intentional about making sure that um, I get it from somewhere else because it's not coming from, <laughs> coming from them. So... Well, I would say we have a lot of fun together. We do. When we move around. We when you're, yeah, when you're not in the. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it was um, turning it off, like, because I will always be in work mode. So um, Amanda had to teach me, like, okay, date night, I don't want to talk about the business. I don't want to talk about anything related to it. So just creating those boundaries in um, your marriage where you know, okay, there these at this time we're gonna try to turn this off yeah. and be husband and wife, not business partners. So I, I have a, a very selfish question. So what do y'all talk about? Because that's I what I was God. just gonna ask. We, because we talk about this. We have time. not mastered that yet. When we get together, I don't care what time of day, what I don't want to hear about our kids. I want to hear we, about real estate. We just talk about <laughs> the business. So help us. Like we need help. We what, need that. Is, we need what are that. we talking about? Um, typically I, I feel like we'll, um, we like to do different activities. So we'll find stuff to kind of take our mind off of the business for one. So like, we'll go, you know, maybe catch a vibe at like a wine spot or, um, go to a concert or a comedy club. Like we'll do stuff to just kind of take our focus off of that. Um, but when we are having conversation, it's just typically about life, like things yeah. that's going on with friends or, our parents or um the kids or some like i'll i'll try we we i think we do a pretty good job of just keeping real estate talk at a minimum during certain times like she's better than me (laughs) that makes sense we need to work on it because we're we're very real estate heavy and how long i don't think we've asked this how long have you all been in real estate in the industry in any any shape form or fashion I got my real estate license February of 2015. So that's about eight years. Yeah, now I've been in about six years. And then how long have you guys been together? We've been married for 12 years. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, we've been married for 12. So That's a journey. Look, 12 years, that's a that's somebody's life out here. That's, a, you yeah. know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. So, so over the years of that journey, seeing the different shades of yourself and now with a family and a business and different career paths and you've kind of built your environment, um, how do you guys see the connections in your relationship? Like when it's all, when the kids are grown and whatever, where we all be? Man, I plan on traveling. Yeah. I plan on moving around. Like 
Um, the goal is to, to grind hard now so that we can truly, I want to see the world. So okay. I'm being on somebody's jet, <laughs> somebody's yacht somewhere, um, just enjoying each other at that mm-hmm. point, like, or, you know, our kids, once they're older, being able to travel with them more, um, that for me is like my ultimate goal. Yeah. And I will say it's important that, um, with your spouse, you remain friends like we um and I feel like there was a point in our marriage where we it was more like just co co parenting yeah and it's it's important that you are doing like the stuff outside of business or stuff outside of the kids you that that you as spouses are connecting with each other because you'll look up 15 years later the kids are gone and yeah. then it's like, what do we yeah. have to, what's that? Yeah. Like, what there's, no, there's no foundation that was continuously built along the way um, from a friendship standpoint. So uh, I've seen couples in their later years not really know how to coexist, coexist mm-hmm. outside of kids and family dynamic. Yeah. And so that's why I'm very intentional about like, Every year, we're going to take some time. We're going to go on a vacation. We're going to leave the work behind, and we're just going to enjoy each other so we can reconnect. And, you know, the pieces that over over the course of 12 years, we've changed so much that we're constantly relearning each other. And it takes a lot of um, deep conversation. It takes a lot of peeling off layers and, and looking at each other and saying, like, okay, who are you now? Like, what, what do you need from me now? What are your expectations of me at this point in our life? Because we've learned, even as the kids get older, um, what we expect from each other or the, the roles that we play in our family life, they've evolved. So, yeah, so, especially with having all these boys. We have three boys. And so they're starting to get to the age where I'm like, all right, this yeah. is daddy's turn. Like, it's yeah. Cool. Soccer. Yeah. Hey man, that's a lot of testosterone in that. How house. do y'all like, keep up? How do y'all keep up with like your schedule, the boys' schedule? Like, how do you manage all of those things? I'm I'm just trying to figure out how. You should get all her personal questions asked right oh, now. I, I, I'm here. I like it. <laughs> so before um, this year, we had um, her mom. She was helping us out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so she would take the kids to practice and pick them up after school um kind of like a mommy helper so she was I mean I don't think I would have made it through all of that if I didn't have her to lean on um because she's played a huge role um and then I just tell everybody as far as balancing calendars calendars if it's not in my calendars it doesn't exist to me yeah like yeah (laughs) it's just not so I'm constantly like managing our calendar hey there you said we have this put it in the calendar or we're not going to be there um and so that's man this yeah, yeah that's been our saving our calendar race. and um those, those have been our two yeah so here's the question and I, before we get into the last questions i just want to ask where do the airbnbs fall into this oh man um so was it 20 after 2020 um 2021 i saw a huge market for airbnbs because everybody everybody was coming to houston like it was just non-stop and so um i always was interested in the airbnb space because uh, we've stayed in a few and i was like okay this kind of plays into what we're doing with real estate 
I think this would be something for us to go into. And so um, 2020, um, 2021, we got one as a rental. So we rented it out from someone that didn't work out well. I was like, I'll, I'll never do that again. Just dealing with a landlord and then on top of that, dealing with clients. It just wasn't a good fit for, for us. Yeah. Um, and so we ended up purchasing a house in East Downtown, super close to U of H, TSU, downtown um, in a nicer, it's a nice area. There's no HOA, so I don't have to deal with neighbors. So um, that we when we purchased that and we got all of our systems set up around mm-hmm. that Airbnb, it's just been like, it's been easy. Like I, yeah. it's, there it's we been, go. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, are, are there more Airbnbs in the future or you think you're going to stick with this one? Yeah. Because the economics, um, like if you're buying a property in the city, mm-hmm. it's a little bit better with the Airbnb than just rent it out. Um, so I definitely would get into it more. But <clears throat> for us, it has to be a I would want to own it because it has to make sense holistically. Like when you're renting it, you're not getting any other appreciation growth. You're not yeah. getting benefits. Um, so it's not as advantageous. But um, from an owning asset standpoint, owning real estate and owning it in a prime location, Airbnb is a really good tool. Yeah. Yeah. So what does your current portfolio look like? And where do you guys, what's your number? Where do you guys want to take it to? So we, we only have one Airbnb currently. Um, I would like to probably get at least one or two more in the Houston area and then start um, expanding to different different cities. Any traditional rentals as well? Uh, we have uh, two traditional rentals. Okay. So, I mean, is there a number out there? Y'all want to get to, you know, um, so- $10 gazillion dollars a month? We want. I want to lease. Um, so my brother, he's in real estate too, and he's um, he he has about thirty rental properties now. Oh man! And really pushing me. Hey, you need to yeah. get some more rental properties. So the next uh, probably next five years, that's going to be a key focus of mine. But I, I want to get into um, developing where I can build some of them and just create my own economics versus having to go fish for some. Yeah. And, uh, and then add that to to our portfolio mm-hmm. um, development, and then um, just keep some of the properties I develop, and then sell off some of them. Yeah, I love it. There we go. Now, I mean, that sounds like a robust. You got the business, you got you know active income properties like Airbnbs, and you got the passive piece with the long term rental. So y'all have a very robust portfolio, and I mean y'all are leveraging y'all's gifts to make it happen. So I know that we have. Last couple of questions, and then we'll let you guys go. Aisha, you want to jump into the final questions? Yeah. Um, is there a favorite book that you would recommend, uh, marriage or real estate related? Um, for me, my my favorite book that I think I've read thus far with us just being married is has been the Five Love Languages. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it it truly taught us how to look at um, what we need from each other differently and showing each other love and how we receive love. Um, and even, even in, I was telling Derek earlier, even in with working with clients, working with um, different agents, with our kids, like learning how people respond to, um, to your actions or learning what they need from you has made a big difference in just our 
customer service towards our clients or how we deal with our, um, you know, with our agents and just dealing with people, period. So highly recommend uh, Five Love Languages for those who haven't read the book. Yep. Yeah. When I got started with real estate, um, I read a lot of Robert Kiyosaki books, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, yes. um, Cash Flow Quadrants. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a lot of real estate books. So I would um, highly recommend um, getting started there because it breaks it down in simple terms and you can most people can understand and follow it. Um, a book I've been reading lately, it's not necessarily real estate, but it's um 12, 12, what's it, 12 week year. 12 week year, yeah. Um, and that's been helping me out a lot because um a lot of times I'll push things off and it kind of makes you focus on three months of execution of yeah some key things that you want to get done. Yeah. Um, so that's been very instrumental for me lately as far as um, kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen that title. I've seen that title before and I keep saying I'm going to put it in rotation, but you saying that today is definitely going to make me put that in the rotation. No, for sure. What would you say you guys enjoy most about the lifestyle that you guys have been able to create? Um, I, I, for me, um, it's just been able to be an active parent, um, truly show up for my kids. So um, when I was in the classroom, a lot of times the schedules would conflict if they had field day or a field trip or a program or something. Um, and so now being able to take a Friday to go have lunch with the kids or go read in the classroom or just being actively present with them. Um, I I just I wouldn't trade it for the world, just to be honest. For me, it's just having full autonomy over our schedule to be able to travel when we want to. Yeah. Uh, and I like the fact that that every day is different. So in in accounting, right. it was just the same thing month in and month out. Um, I pretty much knew exactly how my day was going to look. Yeah. Um, whereas being an entrepreneur, it's totally different. <laughs> yeah, it is. every day is. A new experience, a new challenge. It's just a roller coaster ride sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's the, oh, go ahead, Aisha. Go ahead, Kevin. No, you go. You got it. I was going to say, what's the biggest lesson you guys have learned being a married couple in real estate? Uh, the biggest lesson I've learned is to just truly lean on each other. Um, we're to to look at our marriage, our business everything as a partnership. And so if I'm not successful, he's not successful and vice versa. So we have truly learned how to be partners yeah. um, in, in life in everything that we do. Yeah. I think that us just having, um, us just learning how to be cohesive. And for me to, uh, for me, one of the big things that I learned was because I looked at everything from a business standpoint and not from a holistic standpoint, from the family stuff. So I would be like, oh, you need to do this, this, and this, and this, and this for the business. And she I'm would have like, done. Derek. So <laughs> 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 oh, like, so he, yeah, just not yeah. seeing the whole, whole picture. picture. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, it seems like y'all have good uh, chemistry and a good synergy between the two of you guys. And I love to bring couples on. We get all kinds of 
chemistries and synergies where we talk to couples. And so um, it's always fun to hear uh, a couple who who seemingly has it, you know, together, like you get him, he gets you, y'all balance each other out pretty well, and you have a good system too. So tell us, where can our, where can our audience find you on the web? What's next for you guys? What can we be looking out for? For sure. So um, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Wellseen Houston. Uh, We also have a YouTube page, also Wellseen Houston. Um, We this year started a podcast, Wells of Wealth podcast. Um, So you can follow us on all the streaming apps. Um, And then, yeah, just look out for us to um, be growing our brokerage. Um, we'll be within the next year or so, definitely bringing on more agents. Um, just really yeah. just building our empire. Yeah. No, we love it. We love it. We definitely want to extend the invitation for you guys to come out to the marriage and real estate conference. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we're having a marriage and real estate mixer here locally in Houston uh, later on this week. Well, actually, I can't say later on this week because it's going to air at a later date. So we will have more mixers. You guys will see it. But the Marriage Real Estate Conference will be November 3rd through 5th here in H-Town. So more information to come on that. And please, please, please go follow the Wells uh, and the podcast, which is Wells to Wealth podcast. Right. Did I say that right? Wells of Wealth. Wells Wells of Wealth podcast on all streaming platforms and YouTube. Uh, Please like and follow Marriage Real Estate on all socials as well as YouTube. Marriage Real Estate podcast on all platforms for podcasts and like and follow us uh, for more content like this with more real life couples doing real life things in real estate. So thank you guys so much for being on our podcast. And we look forward to being on your podcast. I'm putting myself No, and one more shameless plug for the conference. I think it's so important for couples who are interested in being in real estate or already in real estate to find your tribe and find your community. And that's what the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast, that's where it came about. Um, That's what we want to create. We want to create a group of people who can support each other from the beginning of the journey to the middle to the end. I think that we all started off somewhere with these big dreams, which, you know, oh, we want to build generational wealth, but we don't know the path. We don't know which way to go. And so these conversations we wanted to put online so that people can see different paths that people have taken in real estate. And also nobody, we're typically in our generation, the first ones to do this. And so your family, if your family is anything like ours, when we took that leap, they was like, hold up, wait, y'all gonna do what with y'all, you know, Um, they mean well. But they will definitely hinder your growth if you don't if you don't get around the right people. So I say this to say, get around the right people. Come and join the Marriage and Real Estate Society. Be a part of the conversation so that you can be where you are right now and get to where you want to be. So that's my Marriage and Real Estate plug. Okay. I love it. Well, this has been the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast. Another week. Thank you to Derek and Amanda Wells. Uh, And of course, this is Kevin. That's Aisha. We out. Bye.